0: High and low Hot and cold I looked everywhere For what I need But now I know and I am live here tonight with Adam Gates, Mr. Naked Healthy. And tonight we are talking about feeling good, feeling healthy, and maybe even being so fit we are naked healthy. And as I said, my guest tonight is Adam Gates, also known as Mr. Naked Healthy. Adam is a former model, actor, and also a former alcoholic and addict. Meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger at the age of six, thrust him into a fitness obsession and a lot of other things. Adam joined the swim team at age five and he swam until he was 14. And actually he learned to swim uh, before he was even six months old in a water babies class, track, cross country, seamlessly transitioned Adam all four years of high school. He ranked in state meets in both swimming track and cross-country. Adam Gates began a modeling career at the age of 19 and he refrained from d- drinking until he was 21. However, <laughs> with champagne fro- flowing freely and when you drink a lot of champagne you're 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 fro-ing, right? <laughs> with models in the VIP rooms and a lifestyle that, lifestyle that led to an alcohol addiction and friends applied heavy encouragement as social situations can do. And Adam slowly included heavy drinking in his social activities. And pretty soon he was drinking every single night at home. At the age of 28, while at the peak of his break into Hollywood, a combination of black mold inhalation and his alcohol addiction put him on death's door. With a lowered immune system, he was primed for a losing battle with any serious illness. Within six months, he lost 30 pounds, his ego, and his sense of self. And with doctors and specialists at a loss of how to treat black mold or heal him, he decided to take his health into his own hands. He moved to Boulder. For the drier climate and became a hermit living on the computer well he didn't live on the computer but he was researching everywhere he could about the files are in the computer the the files are in the computer (laughs) and healing naturally he began to implement that's a zoolander uh, zoolander line Um, he began to implement everything he could um, running tests on himself and slowly through his obsession he found his formula to not only regain his health, but completely turn his life around. And Adam is now a successful small business owner with the landscape company. He's in his fourth year as well as the creator of Naked Healthy. And the information Adam learned while in his health cave for that nine month period has been his reason for living that brings him joy, from being in service to others, leading others to lead a healthier and happier life, turning their health around. And now in its seventh year, Naked Healthy is the platform where Adam uh, shares what he's learned about maintaining a healthy and fit lifestyle. What Adam never realized was how many people were as lost as he was when it came to what to eat, what to drink, how much alcohol is okay, is sugar okay? How much should I exercise? How much should I sleep? Is too much sleep bad? Being a model for 20 years was exhausting, and he completely understood how everyone else felt. Tired, a little chubby, and mostly confused, he has now, not he's not chubby now, (laughs) he has now dedicated his life to helping others within his reach become healthier so that they can be happier and treat themselves better as well. And Adam has now been sober for four years and healthier at the age of 39 than he was at 25. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Oh, I didn't mention that, but Adam is also my um, eldest son and-
1: um, If you couldn't tell by the (laughs) resemblance of the haircut.
0: (laughs) And so um, we have put together a fairly uh, interesting and comprehensive show for you to talk about how how can you regain your health and you know I'm I'm a little older than Adam and uh, one of the things that Adam has helped me do is reduce sugar and um, and and some other things so what was it that, that you determined was the leading cause of your illness as far as health was concerned. Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. Now sugar being, um, in,
1: in processed sugar, okay. I, I would say. Okay. Um, sugar is the short answer. The very long answer of that is, and we're going to get into this, but sugar isn't everything. Um, so unless you know how to avoid the landmines at the grocery store, like a professional, you're going to end up buying stuff that you don't think that there's sugar in.
0: Let's talk about that.
1: Milk, for example, milk, I remember when we had a conversation with both my mom and my dad, when I told them on the phone, there's, they add sugar to milk. And both my parents, I remember having conversations. My dad ran to the fridge. He's like, there's no way, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, dad, they add sugar to milk. It's in, it's in everything. That's that's
0: okay. So I remember shopping one day um, and there were a couple of ladies from the UK in the bread aisle and I was looking at tea. They were looking at bread and they were saying, we we're looking for bread we're reading all the ingredients and we're looking for a loaf of bread without sugar and Mm. sugar is even in bread it's in crackers why why is it in everything
1: flavor it tastes good it um and again we'll get a little bit deeper into this but there's there's sugar added to uh to products for a few different reasons the main one is taste the second one is these manufacturers know that sugar has a chemical response to your body, your body's going to release dopamine. So when you get something that has sugar, even if you don't think it has sugar, you eat it and it releases that feel good blanket feeling, just that comfort food feeling without even recognizing why it's giving you that comfort food feeling. It's because the sugar is releasing dopamine in your body.
0: Well, aren't there also receptors in the brain that connect to the sugar that? kind of like the cannabinoid receptors? Is it something like that? absolutely,
1: yeah. We have receptors that actually perfectly catch sugar. Um, And sugar is as addicting as cocaine. Um, Some people would argue that, but uh, (laughs) with this study in rats that they give rats the option between sugar and cocaine while they will go to the cocaine for a little bit, ultimately, when they have a a decision for a, a more extended period of time, they choose the sugar. So which, and the problem is it's, it's everywhere. You go to Best Buy to buy headphones. You have to walk.
0: Whoops. <laughs>
1: you have to zigzag around an aisle of sugar to pay for your headphones. It's like, why, why are there Skittles four feet tall, you That's know, true. that to go buy something electronic? So there's sugar absolutely everywhere.
0: So with sugar in foods, what does that make the human body want?
1: More sugar. More. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's, very, very strikingly similar to cocaine. It's um, from somebody who used to be a professional. You do a little bit, you're good for a little while, and then you come down. And then you do a little bit more, and you're good for a little while, and you come down. It's very, very similar with sugar. Okay. Not as much of a high, but just as addictive.
0: Well, then the other part of sugar too is that when we eat enough of it, it affects the, the gut microbiome. And then and then the microbiome or the yeast actually hasn't, we, we always have yeast in our body, but when we consume a lot of sugar and every meal has sugar in it, for example, soda, right? Mm-hmm. And how many grams of sugar are in a, a, a soda?
1: So the to touch on the gut microbiome, so sugar, it does a lot of things to your microbiome, Um quick version of that. You have a hundred trillion microbiome in your digestive system, bacteria fighting for space, good bacteria, bad bacteria. The good ones make you feel good. The bad ones make you feel like shit, anxious, and make you crave more crap. So when you eat sugar, it's like a garden and flowers and weeds competing for space in that finite amount of space. And so when you consume sugar, it's gonna grow more weeds that are gonna send signals that are gonna make you crave more sugar. So your, your microbiome gets way thrown off so that when you wake up in the morning, you're in a severe eight hour deficit. Hopefully you slept for eight hours, but you're in a deficit of sugar. So you wake up in the morning and so you're going to very much be likely to lean towards something that has sugar in it. Whether it's, holy shit, I need my coffee with my sugar creamer or I need my breakfast that has hidden sugar in it that I didn't know has hidden sugar in it. Like a muffin? Like a muffin. Oatmeal. There's organic oatmeal that I was buying for a little while and I finally checked. I just assumed it was organic. It was fine. 13 grams of sugar and, and one organic packet of oatmeal which is insanity, and a packet of sugar, I'm sorry, one of the little packets of sugar at your restaurant table, um, that's a gram. a gram. So that would be 13 packets. You go to a breakfast and get oatmeal, and you put 13 packs of sugar in there, you're absolutely not. So they do that because they know it's gonna taste good and you're gonna eat it.
0: So on, to- on top of that-
1: sugar has, uh, Coke has 23 grams of sugar, go on, the average can.
0: We're, now we're talking about Coca-Cola as opposed to Coke, right?
1: Yes, there's zero. There's the nice thing about Coke cane is it is zero sugar and zero calories, so it has that going for it. <laughs>
0: okay. it's
1: been marketed improperly the whole time.
0: <laughs> okay, so so let's just talk about what, Hello, what does sugar do to the brain? So so let's say uh, yesterday I had a let's see a, a sugary cereal box cereal. You know we have to read the ingredients on the cereal. I haven't eaten packaged cereal in probably 20 years.
1: Well, the, the average diet, you're going to get sugar in your average diet. It's whether it's you buy pasta sauce and you try to be healthy and make this real healthy meal. They add sugar to your sugar. pasta sauce. They add, you, you buy smoothies at the store trying to, you know, I'm in a hurry. i want to buy smoothies. They're loaded with sugar. To, they add sugar to them. So, um, what about bagels, monster? Muffins, all day long, all day long, you're going to be ingesting sugar that you don't even recognize that you're adjusting sugar, which then is gonna trigger. And then caffeine, like you just said, caffeine and sugar um, is gonna spike you even higher. So you have your baseline of where you normally would be without food. And then you have where you would be eating just a normal, normal food, it'll spike you up for a little bit and you have a natural gradual drop. Sugar spikes you and then drops you really, really quickly. So that's why you feel tired, you need more. It's the same when you have a bunch of caffeine in the morning especially Starbucks because it's really high in caffeine. So when you have that, especially with the sugar, that's why you crash really, really hard from that stuff because it's like, kind of like doing a big line of Coke. I'm sorry to keep comparing yeah. the two, but they're very similar.
0: Well, let's talk about what other processed foods have sugar in them. Can you kind of name, like crackers do, bread, we said. With. Yeah, sure.
1: So I will talk about things that you wouldn't think that they would be sugar in because okay. that's, that's – really what, what ticks me off. So, um, for example, if you buy any pre-made smoothies, like I said, I already mentioned that, um, all that stuff. There's going to be sugar in those, the pre-made vegetable juices, like a suja, for example, most of those, if you look on the side, they add apple juice or they add something else, even though it's not necessarily processed sugar, it's still sugar. So whether you drink soda or you drink orange juice or you drink water that you poured sugar into when you stir it and you drink it, your body responds to all of that the same. While the, the soda is going to have caramel color, which has its cancer causing elements. And the orange juice says it has vitamins on the side of it. The vitamins that it has are not worth the sugar spike and the insulin resistance that you're slowly chugging yourself towards of the benefits.
0: I've got a question for you. So is it better to drink a glass of orange juice or to eat an orange, which is better. That's a
1: great question. So the difference between the two of those, the analogy that I like to make with your blood sugar is this. When you eat, an, when you, let me say this, when you drink orange juice, it's like taking ice and throwing it into a hot mall parking lot pavement. How it just melts really, really, really quickly. That's how fast the sugar absorbs into your system when you drink it. When you have the fiber, it's like having the cooler and just opening the lid and letting the sun melt it. It's not going to melt right away because the fiber slows down the absorption of that sugar. So that's the difference between drinking any fruit juice. I don't care what fruit juice you're drinking. You're drinking sugar. And what that's going to do is spike your blood sugar. Like I said, it's going to slowly work you over years towards insulin resistance and then diabetes over time. Um, when you, your blood sugar is too high, the insulin marches in. And puts the lid on your blood sugar and pushes it back down. Over time, that lid kind of, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, shrivels up and it doesn't have the ability to be able to push down that blood sugar anymore. And then eventually that leads to diabetes. So that's essentially all it is. Okay. So, but the, the short answer is the fiber slows the digestion of the sugar.
0: All right. So Fruit juice, then, if we want to avoid diabetes, should be off the table.
1: 100%. I drink no fruit juice whatsoever. Yeah, I don't Zero. either. I,
0: I None. haven't had fruit juice in an I long would time drink now. pineapple
1: juice if I was in Hawaii a couple times, or mango juice. But it's I treat fruit juice the same way I treat eggnog, if that tells you how much I, I drink <laughs> juice. Okay. That's so, not an exaggeration. So, so
0: if, if we're concerned about gaining weight and calories, you should be. then let's... And, and, and of course, you know, most of us are, are concerned about that. So
1: because your health is directly linked to that. So
0: let's talk about a breakfast. What, what would be a healthy breakfast for someone? No sugar, Mm -hmm. right. Would how's oatmeal then for breakfast.
1: Amazing. That's actually
0: what's, there's a couple of different types of oatmeal.
1: Right. So there's, let me give you the quick answer by what I eat. So, um, Red Mill gluten-free oatmeal, I have found that even the organic oatmeal, it's very hard for me to find stuff that sort of digests 100% properly and doesn't have sugar added to it. That's why I like the Red Mill. But regardless, I do the gluten-free. I don't like any of the flavored ones. You can add honey or coconut sugar and cinnamon and berries and nuts and stir that all up and it's delicious. But you don't have to add processed sugar to it for it to taste good. So my favorite breakfast is a couple eggs and oatmeal, and if I have time, like I said, I'll throw a couple berries in there, some walnuts, drizzle some honey on there, some cinnamon. If you like nutmeg, you can get in on that. Um, you can do some people like to put coconut milk in there, um, and their oatmeal stirred up. There's like thirty different types of nut milk now, so you, whatever you want. Um, what about what
0: about adding almonds or walnuts?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you know what cinnamon does to the to blood sugar? it helps regulate it. Okay. So someone with diabetes could regulate their blood sugar if they ate more cinnamon. Yes. They would
1: have more tools. It's like, yes, yes, absolutely. The more regulation that you can get in your body, um, it's like fixing holes in a boat so that you don't sink as fast.
0: Okay. So,
1: uh, eliminating processed sugars help with that. Um, you don't just have to give up all sweet things. I love cookies. I love sweets. Hi. Since I gave up the drugs and the, all the other fun stuff, uh, alcohol and you know all that stuff, sugar is pretty much the last thing that I can do that's not, I mean, I smoke pot, but that doesn't count. <laughs> um so, so we're, we're
0: not we're not advocating living a depraved life absolutely right? not so no,
1: we're not maniacs we,
0: we <laughs> i had pie she yesterday had pie for, it was breakfast wasn't it i think so it was a special
1: mountain <laughs> trip so it was an occasion but, but it
0: had nuts in it you know in my defense so the pie had nuts <laughs> um, and and then i think drowning again <laughs> the pastries is one of the four food groups right uh, so, you know, it's okay to have a cheat day every once in a while, but if we're cheating at every meal, that's where the problems arise.
1: Right. And the, and also when you are eating, especially if you're health conscious and you're trying to lose weight, you don't necessarily even need to look at all the ingredients. If you're starting out, once you get good at this, I would say, read the ingredients, but just starting out sugar is one of the main things you need to look at. Cause if you look at it and it's loaded with sugar per serving. It probably has a bunch of other shit in the ingredients. You look at it, it's going to have other chemicals that you don't recognize. You don't need to be eating that. So when these things, it's like, it's like spies drugging you all day long w- with sugar. You're like, why, why am I so tired? I get okay. another coffee. Okay. Like I drink three, four five coffees a day, but I'm, I'm doing okay. That's not normal. You shouldn't need that much caffeine. Uh,
0: okay. So there's, this is bringing up something for me. There was a time where the, American Medical Association, which I smile when I say it, uh, they thought that coconut oil, avocados, and I'm trying to think of something else, were bad, very bad. And and they went on this huge kick where everything went to low-fat, low-fat yogurt, low-fat milk, low-fat everything. And in lieu of the fat, because fat makes things just delicious, they added sugar.
1: I love that you're bringing this up.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's what I do.
1: Right. So, in the 80s and 90s, um, so I'm 39. Anybody that's close to my age, mom, mom is almost 80. <laughs> um, so, anybody that's her age, you remember 30 years ago, pretty much everybody was mildly fit. Like, if you look back yeah. at the 60s and 70s, everybody was pretty thin. They it,
0: didn't have a, a muffin top.
1: So around the the their dad bod didn't exist. The problem is what
0: didn't exist. The dad
1: bod. Oh. The or the you know oh, okay. the acceptance of that. I think I have a cat here in my nose, so <laughs> sorry. Or a cat. Um. So they so in the eighties and nineties they pulled the fat out of all of the food and the food tasted right. like shit. And so yeah. they said we got to do something with this. They replaced it with sugar. So that's the difference in the food from back in the day compared to now. And then on top of that, there's just been a massive explosion in the the processed food industry. There's, when I was a kid, there was one kind of Oreo, maybe two or three on the holidays. You have like a double stuff. There's 50 kinds of Oreos now when I walk through the store. It's like walking through a candy rainbow. It's crazy. So my point is, is that the, the food market has completely changed. But the thing that has not changed as much are fruit and vegetables and that, Granted, yes, I understand that there's the the uh, fertilizers and things like that have changed, but my point is the chemicals and all the crap that's in the processed food is far more frank and screwed than the vegetables and, and fruit that we could be eating that's far more similar than it has, been for, it, it has been for thousands of years.
0: Okay, so processed foods, and Adam and I don't eat processed foods, and that that's how we stay healthy, right? And mm-hmm. so we don't eat if I do buy crackers, the only kind of crackers I buy are the, the nut crackers. They're the only kind of crackers I buy. Um, but as far as breads and that sort of thing, what's the best kind of bread to get if, if somebody wants to make a sandwich? I mean, if we eliminate, you we'll, we still want to sugar though.
1: Yeah. Um, well, actually, I mean, we can move into that if, if you want to talk about yes. this. Sort of the five and five, real quick. Okay, so to we're, segue into that. I mean, we've already talked so about
0: the first one. Sh- there's one more thing I want to address about sugar. Not only does it make us, it could make us diabetic, but it's a lot more risky than fat for creating cancer because sugar creates an acid environment in the body, and an acid environment is where disease lives. So you know, in t- today's environment, everyone's worried about their immune system. One of the fastest ways to take care of your immune system is to eliminate sugar. And and
1: you test this. Don't have sugar for the first half of the day and then eat like a honey bun or something like that. It has a bunch of sugar in it. Tell me your nose doesn't start running in about 15 minutes. I will take a bite of something and sneeze after I've swallowed it within a minute or two if there's too much shit in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we're recommending that you avoid sugar and minim- minimize the amount of sugar that you consume.
1: Right. Within, yeah. within reason, it's slowly pulling things out of your diet consciously. Because okay. if you're just bouncing around unconsciously, you're just a goldfish.
0: So that's number one, sugar. What, mm. So we're talking about eliminating five things from your diet to live a healthier lifestyle. Right on. And and introducing five. (laughs) Okay. So what's number two?
1: Uh, Gluten and flour.
0: Let's talk about gluten. What? What what is gluten?
1: Gluten is a binding agent.
0: Binding?
1: Gluten. Essentially, it holds things together.
0: Sounds like glue.
1: It does sound like glue. So the best way that you can think about this is somebody like throwing pizza in the air and stretching it out. That's essentially what a lot of gluten does. It's very, very sticky. Um, They add it to soy sauce to thicken it. They add it to-
0: Gluten and soy sauce?
1: See, they add it to all sorts of things that if you don't know, my dad has celiac disease. So every time I go to Connecticut, it's a shit show. Or it used to be a shit show until gluten-free products started coming out six, seven years ago. But it's it's in a lot of different things. Is it
0: also called something else? Is it gorgum or, or what is that? Is that something
1: else? gum, mm, No.
0: No, that's not.
1: Okay. Um, But the, uh, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, so gluten and, and it's usually. It's a
0: thickening agent.
1: It's a thickening agent. Okay. Exactly. It's a binding agent. It's a thickening so agent. So
0: what does a binding agent do to our intestines? because let's talk about poop. It's my favorite subject. So how many times a day? I know Native Americans would eat and poop, eat and poop. So three, if they had three meals a day, they would have three trips to the bathroom or wherever they were, the woods, I guess. Uh, so what does gluten do to the intestines?
1: Um, it will do one of two things. It will either constipate you or it will loosen your stools. So if you are going to the bathroom three times a week or less, you're constipated. And if you're constipated, think about it. You're eating food and it's just slowly, slowly. It's like Santa never taking his gifts out of his, out of his bag. You, that's, that's not good. Um, and if you have loose stool, then your body's not absorbing any nutrients. And now you're nutrient deficient and you're not near as healthy as you think you are. So you're eating a salad, but you're not absorbing a salad.
0: So how could somebody tell if they're gluten? intolerant
1: um there's a few different ways so what i like to do is call just basically um it's an elimination test pull gluten out of your diet for if you can do a week that's usually the best a week to two weeks i know two weeks is a lot for a lot of people but if you can pull it out of your diet for say even four to five days and then introduce it back into your diet if you notice that you're sneezing if you get stuffy if your eyes get watery if you eat it and all well, of a sudden it's like where a, a new nu-
0: hiccups, maybe
1: hiccups, maybe, um, if it feels like a nuke went off in your stomach, you have bloating, it makes you gassy. It yes. makes you burpy. Um, it makes you full for a really, really long time. So picture it like this. Your intestines don't have teeth. So as much as you chew up your food, it goes into your, into your stomach. Obviously there's hydrochloric acid and then it goes into your digestive system where basically This is all you get. You get your digestive system. That's
0: that's called peristalsis.
1: That's just undulating. That's trying to break the food down. And this is, it takes a long time to break glue down like this. So that's why it makes you constipated or your body's just like, get this out of me. And it gives you loose stool and it flows out of you. Gluten's in a lot of things. And you throw gluten and sugar together, which is in a lot of the products, then it's kind of a recipe for where our medical situation is at right now.
0: Okay. So now.
1: And I'm referring to the illnesses, not COVID.
0: Okay. So wheat has been modified. It wasn't always this way. I mean, so many people are having problems with gluten intolerance that didn't used to have it. Correct. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had this discussion with people before where they said, no, wheat has not been genetically modified. Well, you know, I grew up in Canada where wheat used to grow three feet high, maybe Three and a half feet. Yeah, far. sometimes
1: four. Yeah, and four and feet.
0: now it's it's, it's like, two feet back. Yeah. So not only that,
1: it's roundup ready. It has also it has roundup. So what basically what that means is it has been genetically modified to be able to be doused in Roundup spray that has been they just got, I think it's in the billions. They lost a two or three or four billion with a B lawsuit Law a couple of years ago. Um, but so essentially they can spray the wheat, kill all the insects, the bugs, blah, 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 all that, all the stuff that you don't want on it. And the wheat just sits there loud and proud.
0: And then we're digesting it. And then
1: we it. put it in our body and everyone's wondering why there's a celiac issue or a gluten intolerance going on. That's why.
0: So Roundup is called glyphosate and it actually is a neurotoxin. And it does a lot causes cancer a, too, yeah. tumors and a lot of other things. So
1: it's one of the few things worse for you than alcohol.
0: Okay. So, okay. We don't want to strip everything. So we muffins and bread and what can people eat that doesn't have gluten? They can get gluten free. What? Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about. Cocaine. Oh,
1: um, so you, essentially what real food, real whole food. You, you want to look at the side of things and there's replacements for gluten. There's brown rice flour, there's coconut flour, there's almond flour, there's oat flour. So this doesn't mean, oh my God, I have to give up all these things. 10 years ago, life sucked if you tried to die. Now it's really, really easy because there's brown rice pasta, there's quinoa pasta, there's True. there's
0: artichoke pasta, Artichoke
1: pasta. there's bean pasta, there's all these different Lentil things. Lentil pasta. There's There's jumbo shrimp. So there's just all sorts of different varieties of things that you can get now that you weren't able to do before. So this isn't just take stuff out of your your diet and just put a gun in your mouth for your taste buds for the rest of your life. It's completely the opposite. And I do want to say... That the more that you strip out the bullshit from your diet, the cleaner your tongue will be, the more natural food tastes better.
0: And what about sense of smell? So
1: this is all relative. This is all relative. So I used to be a heavy smoker. It's very similar to smoking. After two or three or four days, you're like, oh, I can, I can, that's what pollen smells like? I haven't wow. smelled pollen in seven years. How about that? that? That's pretty amazing. And then the next thing you know, fruit starts tasting better. and Salad starts tasting better. It's the same thing. You have all these chemicals. Your tongue is a sponge. You just have all this stuff that's stuck in there, especially if you have habits where you're consuming the same thing on a regular basis. It's just sitting in your tongue. So it's going to take a few days for things to start tasting better. I know that was a long cul-de-sac of an answer.
0: <laughs> There's another issue with, um, with sugar and flour and you know, yeast. I, I want Because the two together sugar and flour, you know, can create candida. And so if you have brain fog, um, that could be from candida. And it was something that I suffered from for years. And it took quite a long time, I had to go on this. Remember when we did the Beverly Hills diet? It was it was awful, because you couldn't eat sugar for two weeks. That's No fruit, no sugar of any kind for two weeks. I'm
1: modeled for 20 years. I tried every diet you can possibly think of. That was was the hardest. Many, many, many years of torture.
0: That was hard, though, to Mm -hmm. give up sugar completely. Like, no fruit, no juice, and no sugar for
1: two weeks. And additionally, that combination of the sugar and the carbohydrates, excuse me, the gluten, the flour, especially the enriched bleach flour or the wheat flour or any of the cheap flours that... The, the government subsidizes to just put in all the food,
0: non-organic is what he's talking about. Right. right.
1: Any of that stuff, what's going to happen is when you eat it, that gut bacteria I talked about, when you eat it, your digestive system breaks it down. Your gut bacteria eat it. It has that really, really sharp sugar spike and you have that carbohydrates that also convert into sugars. So you have this massive sugar yeah. flux which then creates an anxiety. It's going to make you super anxious. You may even notice that you feel a little cracked out after you have sugar. You, you just feel a little like out of yourself. That's your, that's, it feels like ants in your body or you have, it's just, uh, that's from too much sugar. And the combination, like you said, is super addictive. It creates really bad bloating, all sorts of different issues in your body. And we haven't even talked about inflammation. IBS. inflammation yet, which is the cause of most diseases. Let's
0: talk about that. Sure. I think it's time. Sure. So inflammation in the body, what does that mean? It's uh, so if, if let's say um...
1: I have a great example.
0: Okay. Perfect. So
1: say you fall, cut your knee, you get a scab on your knee, right? Your knee after it bleeds and, and stops bleeding and whatnot, the next day you notice that it's red. red, that's inflamed. What happens is the white blood cells rush the area to heal it. And what happens is, is you have a normal Um, flush of white blood cells and blood flowing through and everything like that. It scabs over and slowly it heals and the inflammation slowly reduces over time after that wound is healed. What happens is is that when we eat food like sugar, gluten, alcohol, um, all the crap, it creates inflammation somewhere within our body. It's usually within our digestive system. That then
0: gums too, though, right? That,
1: that, yeah, it can set off all sorts of uh, chain of events of cancers and different things. Um, so basically, it sets off a chain reaction of turning different genes. It's like flipping light switches on and off for different diseases of genes. So the type of gut bacteria that you grow dictates which genes in your body flip on, flip off. Think of like a connect four thing. You have the green dots and the red dots. It basically is like bloop, you're on. Bloop, you're off. That could be Parkinson's. That could be psoriasis. That could be eczema. eczema. There's all sorts of different things that will happen. People that develop a lot of skin issues, um, puffy skin. It's, there's a wealth of what things. That can arthritis,
0: happen. rheumatoid arthritis. Right,
1: right. right. Yeah. So real quick, I'm just, I don't like to look at my notes much, but I'm just going to hit this list real quick of, of things that are linked to inflammation. Do you
0: need my glasses?
1: Heart disease, diabetes, that's the other thing. I'm 39 and I don't wear glasses, and that has a lot to do with diet. Um, Heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, arthritis, asthma, eczema, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, Crohn's, and the number one cause of inflammation is diet.
0: Crohn's. Mm -hmm. And that's a really painful disease. IBS,
1: Crohn's, colitis,
0: uh, essentially, yeah. Intestines. Mm -hmm. And and I heard this a few years ago that – doctors were thinking and projecting that 80 percent of people especially in the united states would end up dying of bowel related issues that death begins in the colon and um, related of course to the diet how else i mean these types of issues ibs didn't happen 20 or 30 years ago
1: do you know what i want to bring up so Chloris Leachman just passed away, and who else just passed away that was in their 90s? It it
0: was Cicely Tyson.
1: They both died from natural causes. When is the last time that you heard of anybody dying from natural causes? It is very, very, very uncommon. It's either a stroke or a heart attack or a drug overdose or or cancer. cancer. It's usually one of those four things, and... They were old school. They lived to be old because they grew up when they were kids. They didn't have Oreos and Skittles and Snickers put in front of their face their well, entire life. Look at
0: your grandmother. It was like
1: our my grandmother. My yeah. mother.
0: My mother is currently 98. She'll be 99 this July. And, you know, my father always had a vegetable garden. And she grew up, you know, in Canada in uh, uh, poverty. And they didn't have a lot of meat. That's what I want to talk about too. So, they never ate a lot of meat. To this day, she eats a little tiny bit of meat. She doesn't eat a 15 ounce steak or never did. So, it's mostly vegetables. Mm-hmm. So, when my mother cooks a meal, she'll make potatoes. She loves potatoes, but she always has three, four, or five vegetables and a salad every single day. And all so her
1: desserts were homemade.
0: Homemade desserts. Always. Yeah, nothing. I from remember
1: there's pie. always pies. and
0: True. Homemade. Always homemade. Yeah. So one of the things that's really important is, is we talked about digestion and elimination. So eating an apple every single day gives you enzymes and fiber. There is some truth to this. an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So constipation can lead to all kinds of health problems, not to mention you feel like shit,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Right. Absolutely. And And when you eat more plants and we're so far, we've talked about things to eliminate, but eating plants and these can be cooked or put in smoothies or done in all sorts of different ways. So when I say eating fruits and vegetables, don't just think, Oh, a pepper that's boring. Don't, you don't think like that. You don't, when you think about eating meat, you don't think about a raw piece of chicken. You think about what the chicken looks like when it's done being prepared. So it's about mindset too. Um, I got lost on a tangent on that just a little bit. That's
0: okay. So, so we're talking about eliminating.
1: Oh, the fiber. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I gluten. appreciate that. I guess. Yeah. So what happens is, is when you have too much gluten, too much flour and not enough fiber, which you get from stuff that grows from the sun, it's not processed. So vegetables, um, what happens is the fiber actually works its way into your stool and helps it sort of slide through your digestive system easier. Otherwise, if you eat a lot of flour, like I said, you get bloated. You're basically just trying to break it down. It takes a long time. You get constipated. If you have to sit, when you sit down to use the bathroom, if you have to work at it, it's uncomfortable. Um, you know, get It should just be a natural process. You shouldn't really have to work at it. So um, that is what fiber does. If you don't have enough fiber in your body, you're going to have dehydrated poop. All right. And it's just going to be really hard. So
0: Literally. How, <laughs> how can people get more fiber? So oatmeal, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Peas instead of corn, right? Because that has protein. Are we getting to that later? Are we talking about fiber later? We
1: can talk about fiber now if you want. Okay.
0: So, so so you know as a an older woman, and I, I'm slightly older than him, but um uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that getting rid of a tummy was was challenging the older I got. And as as I've eliminated bread, I eat it very rarely uh, and that sort of thing, but I'm eating more fiber. Um because I want my tummy flat. Right. So the more that we can go to the bathroom easily, like three times a day, we have
1: five to 20 pounds of poop sitting in our, most of us sitting in our body at all times. Some
0: people have more than that. If, if it's several days. Right. And, and so you
1: well over a lifetime.
0: Okay. Well, John Wayne and Elvis Presley. That's not true. It's not true. Okay. All right. So, so if you want to lose weight, One of the ways that you can lose weight more easily is to eat more things that have fiber so that the food goes in, it gets digested, and it goes out. Think
1: about – we'll use a a garbage disposal. I was going (laughs) to say the toilet. We'll use a garbage disposal because it's less gross. Picture putting a bunch of stuff in your garbage disposal, and it goes down into the drain. And imagine if it just – sat there and we didn't have a sewer system that worked that came and flushed everything out over time stuff would just pile up and pile up and pile up and then eventually there would be less and less and less room for the water to flow through and then you're gonna have a blockage so that's exactly what happens in your body over time eating all the crap and eating stuff that creates yeast and and, and gluten and sugar and all this stuff that just builds up over time, over time over time we have all these little nooks and crannies and creases and crevices and your twenty-eight feet of digestive system that you have. Stuff gets stuck. You have got to flush it out. You wonder why you don't look as good as you want in a bikini and you can't suck what your tummy in. You can't suck your tummy in because there's poop in you and you need to flush it out.
0: <laughs> okay. So so toxins, but, yeah. Yes, you have too there's much, there's exactly. toxins. It, if it doesn't move out quickly enough, you're gonna have toxins in your body, your health, your Your face won't look good. Your hair won't look good. Your nails won't be healthy and your breath will be bad.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, when you wake up after a hangover, that's the, that's the best example. Your (laughs) skin looks puffy. You have dark circles. Basically you're dehydrated. Your face is inflamed. And the combination of the two make it look like your eyeballs are sunk into your face like a skeleton. That's what sugar does. That's what too much crappy flour and wheat and gluten and all that stuff. That's what that does.
0: All right, so, so we're talking about eliminating sugar, cutting back on sugar and gluten and flour. And then what's the next thing that people process?
1: It was processed foods and drinks. So we've got five. We're on number Four. three right now. Yeah, we're catch. on number three. Yeah, processed foods and drinks, which honestly is pretty easy. We'll just fold that on top of the other things that we've talked about because
0: we've covered a lot. We've of been
1: it. talking about processed foods. So just to be real quick about this, Technically, most stuff is processed. I was talking to mom about this earlier. Technically, a rotisserie chicken is processed because <clears throat> somebody else cooked somebody it. Somebody else did something to it. It's it's technically been processed. It didn't just magically appear cooked. So when I say processed food, what I mean is food that is meant to sit on a shelf for an extended period of time that has had sugar added for flavor and sodium added for shelf life. And what that does, those two things are the combination that make you want to eat more but you never feel full because there's no nutrients in it. So you eat more and more and more and it tastes good. And you're getting this dopamine response and you just turn into this conveyor belt where you're just shoving stuff in your mouth and you're like, holy shit, where'd that bag go? Uh, okay. Cause a little bit of dopamine.
0: So processed foods could be, uh, donuts and
1: think about the middle of your grocery store. That's a super easy fix. Okay. Mo- most frozen foods are shit. M- most chips are shit. Most cookies Um,
0: Packaged products.
1: Yeah, stuff that's packaged. Um, Most most stuff is crap, most of it. And 85%, if not 90% now, I think 90%, but it used to be 80%, I'm sure it's gone up, of products in the grocery store have sugar added to them.
0: I just thought of something. I got a a phone call today from friends in Rosamond, where I used used to live in the desert. And uh, four of these people, have COVID and one of the things that we never heard anybody say is cut back on sugar because sugar every time we have sugar it takes a hit our immune system your takes immune system? a hit and if you have sugar in the morning with your coffee then your immune system takes a dive if you have a soda with your lunch your immune system takes a dive. Imagine
1: and, your body is a castle yeah. and every time you have sugar, you slowly lower the drawbridge.
0: That's a good point. I like that Thank analogy. You. Very good. All right. So we talked about processed foods and I think we've beaten that dead horse stick, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Stinky. So, <laughs> so then the next one is,
1: Oh, my, my favorite.
0: <laughs> alcohol. Happy new year, everybody.
1: <laughs> <top>.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, Wine, champagne, beer, what else? Carvoisier. Carvoisier, okay. So alcohol, what does it do? Of course, it contains sugar. It's liquid courage, (laughs) that's what it does.
1: makes me awesome.
0: (laughs) It uh, will um, release or uh, diminish our inhibitions so we can have the courage, right? Technically, yeah, what it does
1: is it (laughs) It impairs your frontal lobes and your hippocampus is in the frontal lobe of your brain. Your hippocampus is linked to memory, long-term decision-making, goals, that sort of thing. So when you have it, that's why you're more apt to sleep with somebody that you normally wouldn't or talk to someone who you normally wouldn't or have a conversation that you normally wouldn't or eat food that you normally wouldn't because that long-term goal is that said, I've worked out four days this week. I'm only going to have two drinks and you have three and it starts shutting that off. And you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. That's why.
0: Okay. All right. So what does alcohol do uh, besides put weight on? And it Mm -hmm. does that too. And it has sugar in it, but there are other things that alcohol does.
1: Right. So the first thing I want to talk about, that I feel like is not mentioned enough is your liver. So your liver picture your body. I'd like to use a lot of metaphors and analogies because I feel like it's easier to understand picture your body is a swimming pool and your body has that pool has one filter. Okay. That filter is your liver. So your liver is going to now, granted, when you eat food, it goes through different parts of your system, but your liver is the main part of your body that is going to filter alcohol. It's going to filter drugs, medications, uh, all the shit and the chemicals and the processed food. It's all going to go through your liver. What happens is, is that if you drink too much over time, it starts to create scarring in your liver. If that continues over time, that cirrhosis of the liver, it's like the difference between touching pork meat and petting shark skin. It is completely different. It looks like gray scar tissue on your liver. And then that filter in your swimming pool no longer is able to filter as much. So now every season, so to speak, it's fall, it's winter, it's spring, you're gonna just have more and more stuff circulating in that pool that that filter's not able to flush out.
0: The liver also filters our emotions. So everything that we put in our mouth and every emotion we experience also is filtered by the liver. So if the liver isn't able to function properly, then it, we can get cancer,
1: well, right? More importantly than cancer, it makes you look like crap.
0: Describe that. Wouldn't Most mean- people
1: care about their appearance more than cancer. That's what I what mean by that. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: okay and i know that so let's let's talk about There's s-
1: too far out that'll never happen okay
0: let's do My skins
1: and about- media look like shit now.
0: <laughs> let's talk about you get uh
1: your psoriasis basically what I, what I want yeah you get well the, the dirty water your skin is your largest organ so everything just eventually when, when i used to smoke cigarettes my skin looked like crap when i used to drink a lot of alcohol my skin looked like crap you get spots and dots you know what i mean if if this is your lifestyle you just Your skin's not as tight as it looks. It's not as full of collagen as it should be. It doesn't bounce as much as it should. You get more wrinkles earlier than you maybe should. All all those things.
0: What were you told when you first started modeling as advice to you? Do not... I was told lots of things. (laughs) Well, I remember this very well. Do not drink and do not smoke. Ah, You want to stay looking good Healthy and young.
1: I did the opposite.
0: <laughs> However, what? How old were you when you decided that enough is enough?
1: Twenty. Well, twenty nine ish. It was right around the time that I got sick with the black mold inhalation.
0: Okay, so what? Well, so, it's kind of a
1: combination of. It was a perfect storm.
0: Letting go of alcohol, like a lot of people use alcohol, like when you're dating. I mean. Every, it's a social crutch. Right? More
1: of you are nervous to go talk to people sober than you think that you are. That's true. Yeah, people go out. There's there has to be alcohol related to it. So when you reducing alcohol is a conscious change in lifestyle, 100. percent Because, like I said, when your hippocampus shuts down, and you start having conversations with people about stuff that you literally don't give a shit about. Um, those people. Don't have as much in common with you as you think that they do. It's very surface level. You're just talking about crap. So if you were sober, you'd be having deeper, more meaningful conversations with people in a different environment. And the problem is, is that the people who are drinking would rather be drinking than being sober, having meaningful conversations. So that is the biggest social change out of all of these dietary things. It's easy to eat clean. Even if your family doesn't eat as clean as you want and you want to start eating clean, but the drinking is really, really hard to do if you want to stay in the same social environment.
0: Well, even families, right? You know, there are certain families that you get together and you have a drink, you have champagne, whatever, uh, when you get together. And so changing your habits can You need an iron will actually to say, no, thank you.
1: Right. And you're probably gonna have some withdrawal symptoms that you're not expecting because most of you are more addicted to alcohol than you think that you are, which is not a fun realization to happen to me. I said, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then I drink tonight. I said, well, I'm going to do that tomorrow, I guess. And then I drink that night. And then the third night I said, I'm not going to drink tonight. And I fucked that up too. So that was when I realized that, Oh, I'm actually having alcohol withdrawals that I was not expecting on top of eliminating friends and not going to the bars and not going to the clubs and all this stuff that went along with that. So it's a conscious decision, but I will say this, that if you eliminate sugar and you do the things that we're going to get to about what you need to implement, it's about feeling better naturally, then you won't be chasing a chemical high to make yourself feel better. And so that's very, very, very important. It's like, when you quit smoking, you feel like you're giving up part of your identity someone tells you you should quit smoking it's like you can go screw yourself this is my me time this is when i take a break this is when i go outside and no one can talk to me cuz i'm doing my thing it's very similar to that and when you quit smoking you're like oh my god i didn't realize how much more time i would have how much better i feel how much my skin looks stuff tastes better wake stuff up smells in the better morning
0: you feel better right you
1: don't feel like there's that yank on your neck of a trying to knock this glass over that that yank on your neck of that boss telling you it's time to smoke it's time to smoke it's time to smoke so you start gaining control of your life it's like the the wagon is barreling down a hill you know the 1800s and you just don't have control of it and the more you start taking this stuff out and start implementing better things the the smoother of a ride that you're going to start having
0: well your health is going to be better you're going to start looking better you'll be thinner There's
1: so many benefits that they start. It's a domino effect of them fueling themselves. Whenever I I help people with this, I never tell people eliminate alcohol on purpose. I say, implement the things I tell them to implement, start feeling better. And with that self-confidence and that sort of nutrition high that you get, you're going to not necessarily need to have that drink, or you'll start drinking later, or you'll drink less, or you'll not drink as much each night, and then it starts to slowly start weaning itself down, and that's way easier than going through withdrawals of trying to quit something, because alcohol is very hard, and I'm not saying you necessarily need to give up alcohol. That's completely up to you, but you need to reduce your alcohol drinking.
0: Okay, so then there's one more thing that we want to give up, and what is that? Um,
1: Defeated. Yeah. It's the, well, it's not give up. Well, I guess it would be give up, but it's a defeated mindset.
0: We're going to change it. Right. So, so how can we change our, it's mindset? not a food.
1: I know most people would probably expect the fifth <laughs> thing to be a food, but um,
0: think differently. Right.
1: Right. So again, I'm, I'm going to resort to my notes. I just want to flip through a couple things that I wrote down here that well, I hear a lot from clients okay. or that probably is something that one of you have at least experienced. I named a couple things earlier, um, for mom, I'll do it next time. So you wake up in the morning and you say, well, I was planning on doing my healthy breakfast, but I'll do a healthy lunch. That's a defeated mindset. That's not a way to, that's not going to get you to where you're trying to get. Um, you look at Instagram a lot and you just get subconsciously birds into your brain that other people can do it. You can't, you just,
0: they they have
1: better genetics than I do. My mom was unhealthy. My dad was unhealthy whatever. Um, I can't cook. I've tried before and it didn't work the last couple times. So why would it work this time? I don't know how to exercise. The gym is closed or it's not close to my work. I'm embarrassed to go to the gym, whether you're too skinny, you're too heavy. You don't know how to exercise, whatever that, uh, that, that hesitation of you walking through the door to a gym that, um, I don't have the motivation. I don't wanna eat like a rabbit. A lot of people think that to be healthy, you just have to eat rabbit food. That is bullshit. Um, my partner isn't on board. If you wanna get healthy and your partner does not wanna get healthy and they're making fun of you for eating a salad and poking at you and, and talking shit, you guys have more issues than, than just that. Um, unhealthy job environment, unhealthy office, you travel a lot or you work offsite. Um, I talk to a lot of people that travel and they say, uh, you know, I live out in, in and out of airports and this and that. I'm like, well, you don't literally live on a plane live in an airport. When I travel, I have no shit for meals with me. I have a smoothie, a sandwich, chicken, rice, broccoli, and something else, and then a whole bunch of fruit, like fruit, nuts, and a bunch of other stuff. So every single time that a flight is delayed and parents are running around scrambling, trying to find stuff for their kids, I'm just sitting there just munching on my happy, just healthy food.
0: I always bring food with me. You know, we talked about a lot of things, and um, and we talked about fruit. One of the things that I like to have is berries because mm-hmm. it's a it's a burst of flavor that it feels good in our in your system. You feel better. Um, it,
1: They're crazy high in antioxidants, yeah. Which yeah.
0: so that would be strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, right?
1: Right. Uh, real quick, I just want to. I'm gonna try to make this as fast as I can. So antioxidants repair free radicals in your body. It's essentially like a car with three tires on it, barreling down the highway lopsided. The antioxidants help repair that lopsided tire and give the tire so that the free radicals, so that everything's balanced. And because of that, it has all sorts of health benefits. So your skin's gonna get better, your mood's gonna get better, your bowel movements are gonna get better. But those dark berries are really, really, really good for you. I literally have berries every single day, every day. Every day, they're just part of my, my they're daily low, diet. And they're
0: low in sugar. Glyce- the glycemic index is very low. So right. even people with diabetes can have berries.
1: Right. Absolutely. Okay.
0: So we talked about all the things we want to cut out now. Mm-hmm. What do we want to bring in right. for a healthy lifestyle?
1: So there's the five things. And I'll just tell you the five right now. I'm not going to keep you you know,
0: guessing, guessing, and
1: we'll just tell you what they are and then we'll go through them and the reason why. So lemon water, first thing in the morning, a healthy breakfast, obviously in the morning, a smoothie that you would make in the morning, your lunch that you also make in the morning, and then exercise. Those are the five things.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the healthy breakfast. So healthy breakfast could be Uh, steel-cut oats or organic oatmeal that you make from scratch not in a package right Right. add a little cinnamon you could cut up apple and put it in there Uh, just a little hint of himalayan salt if you need something to sweeten your oatmeal there are a couple of healthy ways to sweeten your oatmeal which uh let's talk about those so the first one and the one that i use is maple syrup i'm canadian I love maple syrup. So I just put a little bit of that on the top of my oatmeal, but not every day. I have gotten to the point where I stopped sweetening things so much because Mm. I've cut the sugar out. What else could you use to sweeten?
1: Um, And also real quick, first of all, the reason for those five things are to get your day ramped up like evil Knievel and you just fly over all the horse shit this is 10 o'clock. This is 11 o'clock. This is noon. This is one. This is just you flying over all the crap. That's the time that you'd be pounding coffee, eating snack food at work. you scramble for lunch. Hey, we're going to five guys. He wants burgers. You're like, screw it. What else am I going to eat? I don't know. Yeah, fine. I'll take whatever. And, you're, calories you're, and a you're at the mercy of your day. And you're never going to get in shape when you're just at the mercy of your day. So the purpose of the lemon water, the breakfast, and all that stuff is to get you launching your, your metabolism going. It's to keep you from reaching for caffeine. It makes you feel good so you get this nutrient bomb. The lemon water flushes out your digestive system. So all that junk and gunk we talked about, your digestive system with all the gluten, that will flush it out. It also flushes out your liver, which is that swimming pool that we talked about. so it helps clear that out. It will help clear your skin uh, directly. So the lemon water gets you started. It helps empty your stomach. You wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm not hungry in the morning. It's because you're stuffed. It's because you have crap in your stomach. That's why you're not hungry in the morning. So
0: We're talking food prep. So mm -hmm. I, I work from home, but I still prep because on, on some of my days I have back-to-back clients and I only have maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes to eat. So
1: Right, and it pulls you out mentally out of what you're doing. So if you're planning on hustling your butt off into some creative zone for a few hours, and then you have to stop and think about food, that's why I like the smoothie because you do lemon water, then you eat your breakfast in the morning. And then Mm -hmm. when you start to feel that little bit of a dip, boom, you just reach for something. You're like, "Ah, I'm not really feeling like I need lunch, but I'm sort of hungry. You drink something. It's full of all sorts of health. So
0: let's talk about what kind of things you could, throw in your smoothie
1: so what i usually like to do is i i like to do 50 50 fruit to vegetables but if it's somebody that's just starting out then (laughs) then i will do uh, i'll say like 60 percent fruit and 40 percent vegetables but i will usually throw in some berries um, maybe a quarter cup of oatmeal um, some spinach a little bit of broccoli
0: half an avocado
1: um you could do half an avocado, so I will throw the fat in there. Will either be an organic almond butter, organic peanut butter, or a little bit of avocado, um, and then I will do coconut oil. What and, about
0: and coconut banana. oil? Do you ever put a dollop of coconut oil in? Nope.
1: No. Nope? Nope? Okay. nope. You could, but I eat so much coconut oil throughout the day and all the food that I don't eat any more. Let's Plus, talk rub about my
0: coconut food. oil, though. Coconut oil was used by pig farmers. They this is how they discovered that it helps us lose weight. They were feeding it to the pigs and the pigs were getting thinner. So coconut oil, because why is it something to do with the, uh, it's not glycemic. It's a medium chain,
1: triglyceride. Uh, medium
0: chain triglyceride. And so you could put a, a coconut oil in your coffee that will help you also. Right.
1: Yeah. So basically coconut oil, it's just really, really good for your body. Most fats um, that are found in our, Dietary availability are not good for you. Canola oils, um, vegetable 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 oils, soy oil, corn oil. It's freaking horrible for you. I use to cook with avocado oil or coconut oil. Um, If you you can't like,
0: what do you think of olive oil?
1: Olive oil is good, but I usually don't cook with it. Why? Uh, They say it's toxic once it's, Once it's cooked,
0: gets to a certain temperature, right?
1: I'm not a doctor nor a scientist. Is that true? I don't know the Mediterranean diet. They cook with olive oil and they seem to be living they,
0: for a pretty they, damn long time. They use time, a so. lot of olive oil, though, just drizzled on top of food. And
1: it, yeah, they put in their orange juice. Yeah, <laughs> so they,
0: olive oil can help clean out that liver. The reason
1: that, oil. by the way, that they said uh, coconut oil was bad for you, for those of you who might be saying, well, I heard that this was bad – the reason they said that is because we can't grow coconut or palm trees here to grow the coconut oil to to be produced. So we have to outsource it and they don't like that. They would rather grow our stuff that we can grow here and sell it to the Americans versus import it from some other place. (laughs) So that's why all that hoopla came out about how it's not as good. That's a good point. It is horse shit. It is very, very, very good for you. Um, There,
0: there's, um, benefit to eating coconut too. I remember, um, hearing that story about somebody who escaped Alcatraz and the way he did it was by eating coconut. That was the only food that he consumed. Okay. So we talked about lemon water. We talked about a healthy breakfast and a smoothie, and we talked about the ingredients for the smoothie. You know, what, what's a good lunch?
1: Um, a good lunch is, oh, and we didn't really talk too, I guess we did talk about breakfast, didn't we? Well, we
0: oatmeal, eggs, Oatmeal, eggs. Eggs, I guess. Right.
1: There, I mean, there's a, there's a few different things that you can do. Um, it just depends on what's, where you are in your sort of dietary journey. Um, you could even have a shake for breakfast if you wanted to. A lot of people like to do that. You're like, well, I'm just not hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. If you want to start and you want to maybe skip the breakfast and just make the smoothie, take that to work, and then around 9:30, 10 o'clock, and you're like, oh, now I'm hungry, then you can sip on your smoothie and then, and then work your way to lunch. So I do just want to touch on that real quick. Um, as far as lunch goes, I usually rotate some type of healthy carbohydrate, a little bit of meat, and vegetables to make it – as simple as possible.
0: All right. So how do you feel about white rice versus brown rice?
1: I actually eat it.
0: Okay. But brown rice has what more protein and
1: it, it has more nutrients in
0: it. It has it's, a higher fiber too. Content, right. I believe.
1: right. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. It, there's, there's a time and a place I eat white rice because I eat it. i have a very fast digestive system. And if I'm going to go work out, or i'm on the landscaping job site i want a fast digesting carbohydrate and white rice is very quick to digest brown fast. rice is slower to digest so i want to eat food that's just going to crank away in my digestive system and then i can go do whatever physical thing that i need to go do because i'm like tigger
0: okay so lunch lunch could be soup right we could we could make sure a
1: soup. yeah okay. yep soup is great Um, chicken broth, bone broth. It's really, really, really good for you. Um, there's collagen in it. It helps with your skin. It helps with your bones. Um, as long as there's vegetables in it, but, um, that chicken rice and veggies combo that I said, that could be quinoa, that could be sweet potatoes. That could be, um, there's all sorts of different healthy carbohydrates, but you want to stay away from stuff like white pasta, mac and cheese, um, that sort of stuff. You want to try to lean towards the healthier carbs. <laughs>
0: the things we call comfort foods right. are called comfort foods for a Mashed reason. Mashed
1: potatoes <laughs> versus, you know, like I like to make my potatoes. I'll dice up potatoes, throw them in a pan, uh, pick Himalayan salt, coconut oil, saute them, saute them, saute them. I've got healthy French fries and they are very satiating.
0: You could throw a little cayenne pepper on there yeah, I throw red pepper flakes yes. on them sometimes yeah.
1: and some other stuff.
0: Okay. So then the last thing is exercise. Right. Absolutely. You had said something about squats being really good for boosting hormones for men and women, correct? Right. Okay. Let's talk about that.
1: So first off, the reason that exercise is good for you is there's about 100 different reasons that, that we could go into. It's going to make your circulation better. It's going to make your skin look better. It's going to extend... Your life. It's going to take creaks and pops and things out of your body. It's going to make it easier to walk upstairs. It's going to do all sorts of things. It's going to build confidence more importantly than anything.
0: Strengthens bone. Did you Mm talk about that already? Absolutely.
1: Strengthens your bones, your tendons. Um, When I said to mom, I've been really pushing mom to start lifting weights again. She used to, um, but I want her to do it again because I said, you know, with you being 81 next year, (laughs) if you take a fall and you break a hip, (laughs) That's not good. No, but in all seriousness, I think it's um, somewhere in the percent of 70% of people pass away within five years of breaking a hip. So the older that you get, if your bones are brittle, what do you expect? I mean, you want you want to be able to be as dense as you can naturally and exercise and resistance training. It could be all sorts of things. It could be walking. Um, It's all relative. So walking to start. Then you could do some light jogging. I think everybody should be doing resistance training, whether that's with workout bands or weights or going to the gym, uh, preferably, and using machines and free weights and things like that. Mow
0: your grass. Mow your own grass with a walk-behind mower. My mother challenge was, your
1: neighbor to a duel.
0: <laughs> my mother was mowing her own grass into her 80s, and,
1: right.
0: and she's, you know, she never broke her hip. She didn't break her. Break anything, no, she's
1: still so. overly opinionated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, the the resistance training is good for strengthening bones. It's also good for um, just
1: all sorts of things. It speeds up your metabolism, okay. the more lean body mass that you have. So if you build muscle, the more muscle that you have, the more that increases your metabolism, the more calories you burn. So just sitting at your desk, the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn doing nothing. I like that idea. Also, when you (laughs) lift weights, there is a fat burn for up to 24 hours versus doing cardio. I'm not saying don't do cardio. You should have a healthy combination of the two. But um, people that don't lift weights because they say, well, I just want to burn fat. I just want to burn fat. How come all the sexy people lift weights and all the overweight people with red faces are on the ellipticals?
0: (laughs) So... Are you saying that you should limit the amount of time that you're on the treadmill or elliptical? hundred percent Yes? Right. So how long do you say cardio
1: three times a week, 30 minutes a day at most? That's plenty. You don't need to throw up. It just needs to be, you shouldn't be able to carry on a conversation cry. with the person next to you. That's how hard it needs to be. You're not you're not training for the Olympics. You don't need to stress your central nervous system and be out there doing craziness. So 30 minutes, keep your heart rate around 140, 150, somewhere around there. Um pretty much you're good to go. You do not want to do cardio before you lift weights. It will zap your energy up. If you're going to do cardio after a weight training session, you could maybe lift weights for 45 minutes to an hour and then do cardio for say 20 minutes. And then you've just killed two birds with one stone and then you will feel amazing for the rest of the day.
0: So let's go over that again. So you said do not do cardio before lifting weights. Correct. Okay. Because you won't have enough energy. You could
1: do a warm up for a couple minutes, but I would prefer your warm up be more targeted to the exercising that you're about to do. So, if you're gonna do chest that day, maybe go and do some like planks and do some light pull up push ups on your knees and some bands and try to loosen up your chest just a little bit. You don't wanna do excessive stretching, but you wanna just warm up the muscle. So, if you do cardio as a warm up, that's fine, but you don't wanna do 30 minutes of your cardio session and then lift weights. You will be weaker, you won't get as much. Um, return return on investment, so to speak, from your weightlifting.
0: Okay, so now one of the things And you
1: that, women will not get bulky. You right. will not. There, there's two,
0: two things I want to address. One is some people are adverse to going to the gym and having to work out wearing a mask right now. So what can they do at home?
1: Um, there's lots of things that you can do. There's, first off, you could be doing cardio three times a week, four times a week, th- you know, somewhere around there. Um, the next thing would be buying some workout bands, Amazon would be a good place for that. There are, without going into all the exercises, you can YouTube at-home band exercises. Now, I want to stop
0: you for a second. Sure. You're not talking about a rock band. No. (laughs) So you're not suggesting that they go get Bon Jovi or... You could. Oh.
1: If you wanted to. You
0: might lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) He looks pretty good okay so yeah so
1: there's workout bands that you can get on amazon that are great um if you can pick up some dumbbells at your facebook marketplace you don't need a whole home gym to do things there are a ton of home workouts that you can do with very very minimal equipment or an investment of 50 dollars or less you don't need a bunch of stuff it's about i like to do full body workouts that's my favorite thing because i just feel good head to toe So you just want to get your body moving for 30, 45 minutes to an hour, somewhere around there for your resistance training.
0: Okay. So there's a couple of things that I would like to add. One is play music because when you're playing music and working out, it, it just, it cranks you up and gives you a lot more energy. You're going to have a much better workout when you have music that, that charges you up, inspires you. Uh, the other thing is is that I do the five Tibetan rites, and it is five different exercises. I have a YouTube video. Um, there are lots of other people that have five Tibetan rites. You can also do yoga. Yoga is great for stretching and, and breathing, um, and and there is a certain element of resistance training in yoga. Yes? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So it will
1: strengthen a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. and form, the breathing it's right, very right. important yoga focuses on focuses on breath and presence and feeling into your body so that you you're you're present and and that's the other thing i want to mention is going to the gym so you're not having an accident be focused instead of looking around at what everybody else is doing this is an it's an inner journey
1: that's a fantastic point right when you go to the gym the more you look around This is the best way to put it. Imagine that your energy is like a snow globe, right? And when you walk around, everybody you look at, you're like throwing a little bit of water out of your snow globe towards them. If you're just looking at everybody, checking everybody out, before you know it, your energy is so scattered all over that gym, you're not within yourself to be able to focus and get what you need done. You're going to feel less of yourself. You're going to compare yourself to other people there are going to be a lot of people who are in better shape than you. I'm oh, the healthiest no. person. I know that's why,
0: that's why I don't go to the gym.
1: The gym that I go to, haven't you heard my list? That's one of my <laughs> defeated mindsets. Mom. Um, so it, yeah, if, if you're just looking around at everything, your energy is just going to lower and lower and lower. That's why if you just focus within yourself, be whoever you want to be in my head, when I'm at the gym, I'm much fitter than how I look. <laughs> you just don't know it. <laughs> That's who I am in my head. I'm working towards a goal. I have in my head, a vision of the body that I want. And I'm working towards that. And I'm working backwards from that rather than look at somebody and be like, well, he's stronger than me. What's the point of me being here that when you go home, the other 23 hours of the day, when you're by yourself, nobody, at the gym matters. You matter, your family matters, your kids matter, your parents matter. So all of that stuff, all of these things that you do, That you think well it's just affecting me it's bullshit because if you add a day or a week or a month or a year or a decade to your life does that not affect anybody in your family and the older you get if you have kids or grandkids do you want to just have all your parts rust and fall apart (laughs) and not be able to play football with your kids or soccer or go to the beach you're just like no i'll be in my scooter thanks i'll just i'm fine that's not the life that i want to live
0: so i i just want to I want to kind of go back over um, alcohol. Last call? Yeah. It, it it deteriorates the bones. And I, I know someone who uh, was an alcoholic for most of their life and then ended up with two knee replacements. Mm-hmm. It thins the bones. It
1: contributes to osteoporosis. And,
0: and is much younger, it than, yeah, younger than me, but looks a lot older. So Alcohol and cigarettes, these things will age you before your time. And, you know, our health is the greatest wealth that we have. If we don't have our health, we can't enjoy our family, our, our children, our grandchildren.
1: How much money does Steve Jobs have?
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to go back over. Real
1: quick, before, yeah. before you, I want to just touch on what you just said. Uh-huh. I equate health to happiness evenly as my health increases my mood equally increases so that's how you know that what you're doing is right or wrong you have like a little metal detector in your body that's like beep 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 beep, beep that tells you when you feel great and tells you when you feel not great so oh boy um we might have a light timber over here in just a second um <laughs> that light's not feeling great so when your mood is good, you're feeling good, you're, you're not worried about stuff, you're not stressed, you're not having weird armpit sweats and body odors and weird things and you're like, oh, that's not normal. That's your body telling you that something is off. If you're bloated, if you're gassy, if you're hiccupy, that's not normal. How should you feel? You should feel good and confident and nice and a little gassy, but not terribly gassy. Um, that's
0: why I don't go to the gym.
1: <laughs> so, so you will feel better and you'll know that you feel better when you start implementing these things. That's how you know. It's not like, well, I'll feel better in a week or a month. You will feel better like that day. If you eliminate a little bit of crap and change it with a little bit of good stuff, you will feel better that day. You are getting more nutrients or micronutrients. You're getting vitamins that you wouldn't have otherwise had. You're getting more hydration. You're getting more fiber. Your body will be very, very happy.
0: So before we do, we're gonna review the things, five things to eliminate right. and the five things that we want you to add. How can people get in touch with you, Adam?
1: Um, Pony Express. And uh, I have a Instagram, which is Naked Healthy by Adam Gates. And it's Naked Healthy underscore by underscore Adam underscore Gates. I'm, yeah, there's no more underscore. So
0: if you are following me on Instagram, um, I'm Jem Soul Sculptor. Then you'll see Adam is one of my, what are you? on? Friend. You're a friend. Okay. My son is my friend, okay. So, you can reach Adam that way. I post a
1: lot of food on there very regularly. Um, I post my lemon waters, my vegetable juices, videos, my smoothie recipes, how to
0: do a lemon water, uh, how to right?
1: mindset, how to stay motivated. Um, I'm really big on the psychology of this because I realize that that's the main reason that a lot of us just don't do things. It comes down to yes or no, otherwise, we would all be really fit, right? So, it just comes down to these blocks that we put up ourselves and and lack of knowledge. So that's what I try to help you with. If you know why you should do something, you'll be more likely to do to something do than just yeah. hey, don't eat ice cream. Well, why? Cuz there's fat in it. Any other reason? You got no, just it'll make me fat cuz I can run and burn that fat off. I need more reasons than than just that. But if you tell me that the dairy has over 60 different types of hormones in it and it's going to cause yeast within my body and it increases the mucus production within my body and the sugar is going to make it make me fall asleep fast, but then interrupt my REM sleep. If you tell me all these things, now I have ammunition as to why I don't want to eat ice cream rather than just to taste good. It's not going to completely take the cravings away, but it freaking helps.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that my ex-husband used to do every single night. Mm -hmm. And he died at 52. And he was a runner. Ice cream is something that I have eliminated. I eat it once in a blue moon and only usually a very small amount. We talked about the five things to eliminate, starting Mm -hmm. with sugar. So you want to cut back on the amount of sugar that you're eating, and then flour and gluten. Uh, By the
1: way, with sugar, I'm really good on coconut sugar, honey, and um, what did you say? Maple syrup.
0: Your fingers are (laughs) squeaking. Okay, so... There's there's a couple of sugars that we want to consume, and that is <laughs> time is up. Yes, I'm go <laughs> so sure. We we can do coconut sugar, maple syrup, um, and and now I know that a lot of people <laughs> use um, what is it agave and and that yeah, don't one, do that the agave is not good it's
1: basically just syrup it is not uh, good. maple syrup actually has um 24 different t- kinds of antioxidants Dynamics. in it it is higher in sugar than the coconut sugar or the honey oh my goodness <laughs> it is higher in sugar than those two but still it's far better than any of the artificial sweeteners or regular sugar or any of that other stuff honey is really good for you um we can go into that in another video
0: So we want to eliminate sugar, flour, and and gluten, uh, processed foods, alcohol, and that defeated mindset. So we're going to give you a couple of things to use instead of the defeated mindset. So you might want to write these down. Number one, I can do it. I'm stronger than that. I can be successful. I'm looking better and better every day. Chime
1: in out. just baby step. I didn't want to interrupt. Just, <laughs> just baby step into it. It's if, if you're going to start trying to be healthy and you have this vision of what your body's supposed to look like, that's probably a year away, but it doesn't mean that what you look like right now, that in a week you're not going to feel completely better that you've lost four or five pounds because in a week or two weeks or three weeks, that time is going to go by anyways. And you could be making significant improvements to your life. So you didn't get to this point in a week. You're not going to get out of this in a week, but it's about slowly implementing changes so that you feel better and your quality of life is better. I know everybody doesn't care about abs, but I care about you feeling better so that you treat yourself better. And then you treat other people better. And it becomes just this self perpetuating engine of, I don't feel as crappy.
0: I have an idea too, if if alcohol is a challenge to give up, maybe Monday through Thursday, you don't drink at at all and then only have alcohol, say Friday, Saturday and limit the amount that you have to start. Mm -hmm. There's
1: all sorts of different ways that you can wean. I, my, my issue was I wanted to drink all the time. And so honestly, what I did because I had an alcohol dependency is I started weaning out crappy stuff so i used to drink drinks with mixed drinks just think cranberry and gin tonic and all that stuff i knew i wanted to stop drinking but i wanted the alcohol so i just started doing shots of vodka and i know that sounds ridiculous but it was not enjoyable it would get me the desired effects it would take like that that uh, i need to drink away and i didn't like really look forward to it like oh i'm gonna have one of my nice refreshing gin and tonics it was less enjoyable same thing when I quit smoking cigarettes, I bought brands of cigarettes that I did not like so that it took away that dopamine response It lowered it a little bit so that it's not as as heavy on
0: my back. Great idea. Okay, so so again, it's eliminate sugar, flour, gluten, processed food and, and processed drinks,
1: attitude.
0: alcohol and, and the crappy attitude.
1: Which and we all have, you just gotta <laughs> like-
0: We rise more above, more. right? Onward and upward. And then we want to do differently. Lemon water, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Start your morning off Healthy breakfast,
0: oatmeal, eggs. Um, And then maybe a smoothie with uh, veggies and maybe a little, some some berries. Definitely some berries. A healthy lunch. I do a salad every single day. I do a salad every day. It helps with a lot of things, of course. And
1: if you find things that you like that you can start making every day that you have to like. That's why I like eggs and oatmeal. I have to think about it. I wake up lemon water don't have to think about it breakfast don't have to think about it smoothie don't have to think about it because i do the same sort of things and then i start getting a little bit creative further on in my day so that when i wake up i just make my bed you know and i just go about my day and i start doing just it it becomes habit without having to think about it because if this is exhausting you're not going to want to do it
0: well one of the things that adam has and he, he does this on his videos is uh um, oatmeal pancake which is uh, amazing without any sugar at all and so, so that is something we look him up and then uh we want to do exercise on a regular basis so so that you know at the end of my show i always do a bullshit segment what is bullshit the bullshit is don't turn your health over to someone else be responsible for your own health take take um this life that you have and and boost your your immune system by exercising and eating better and you'll end up looking younger feeling better so the fact (laughs) the thing that's bullshit is that you can't do it because i know you can
1: uh there's an article actually that just came out that um was entitled warren buffett's number one investment and it was basically What's the one investment that you should make in your life? And I had a feeling I knew what the answer was before I opened it and it was invest in yourself, Wow! which makes the most sense to me because if you don't invest in yourself, who else is going to want to invest in you? You're, you're, you're not going to be the best version of yourself that you could be. So implementing small little things, you don't have to implement all of this at the same time. That's probably not likely. We all have emotional triggers and things steps. like that.
0: Take baby Absolutely. Steps.
1: Baby steps. And um, yeah, just invest in yourself because if you end up in the medical system, there's a good likelihood that they're just going to run tests on you and just spin the wheel and see what happens.
0: So you are worth it. And you know, both Adam and I had health issues that led us to live a healthier lifestyle. I had three
1: doctors that had no difference between their head and their ass. I'm not saying that's all doctors, but that was the three that I dealt with and none of them knew what was wrong with me. And I realized that I had to heal myself and uh, that's why i'm the way that i am now
0: yeah so i and the same with me i had fibromyalgia and epstein-barr and depression and i healed it all by loving myself so you are worth it you deserve to be healthy and fit and uh hope that you will check out adam's blog and, and check him out on instagram naked healthy what are you again mm-hmm. Adam adam gates is it naked healthy by Adam Gates. Bye, Adam
1: Gates. I'm the only naked, healthy. Woman,
0: so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. I send you lots of love. Mwah! Thank you. Have a great night. I'm going back.